Welcome to the Imperfectly Perfect Campaign, sharing real-life stories from real people to unite them in global change for the face of mental health. We will also reduce the stigma, creating communication, healing, and awareness to save lives and inspire. Join us weekly as we talk to some of the highly acclaimed faces, influencers, experts, and others who have been through extreme adversity. All right, guys. So welcome again to the Imperfectly Perfect Campaign podcast. And today, like every other episode, I've got an inspirational and incredible guy coming on. I'm going to talk about him, but what I wanted to touch base on, first of all, was this person that is coming on has done some incredible things throughout his career. But most of all, I have been told so many great things about you from two good friends of mine, hosts of the Talk Purpose and Truth podcast, Eden and Kim. When they started mentioning the campaign, the Imperfectly Perfect campaign, straight away it was on board. So for me, before I get into that, Gerald Isaac Waters, he's he's predominantly known for being an actor, but now he's a huge advocate doing talks and helping other people. And yeah, is is included in a lot of accomplishments today, co-starring in the new Netflix original All Together Now, also starring Ali Cavello, Carol Burnett, Fred Armisen, and more. The movie talks about the importance of accepting help from those closest to you when tragedy hits. So for Gerald himself, trauma hit July 19th, 2015, when when you thought you would never be able to move your body again, a tragic incident left you paralyzed from the neck down for years, and despite odds, still alive today after doctors told him it was likely he would never regain movement. Now, if you've ever heard him speak of his story before, it's not only powerful, but also inspirational. And when I draw back to talking about Eden and Kim and when they mentioned the campaign, for me, straight away, there was no hesitation, Gerald. So first of all, welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you, mate. And um, yeah, there was no hesitation. They just mentioned it. You didn't really know nothing about it, but they mentioned mental health awareness. And straight off the bat, you was, you was pretty much like, yep, let me know more. Let me know more. So <laughs> for me personally, this campaign is all about showing the importance of changing the narrative around mental health. And you've gone through your personal things. But um, tell us more about that, because the story in itself, in an essence, there's always something about somebody and why they're so passionate. And the way that you responded to that question from those guys and jumping on it, I was like, yeah, I want to know more about this guy. So I'm, I'm always about getting to know the person behind the profession. So what you've done in your career is inspirational. But who you are as a person and what drew me to you was more about jumping on that straight away. So tell me about Gerald. Um, yeah, so I was born and raised in Tennessee and a really small town. And my, uh, my family is really close to me. I'm, I'm, we're very close to I'm youngest of three, the only boy, so I'm the baby. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so I moved, out to, I moved out to Los Angeles uh, when I was 20 and um, sold my truck for first and last month's rent and was like, all right, here we go. Let's start the journey. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I, um, I did a theater academy for uh, about two years and then um, had to bow out of it through financial um, discrepancies or whatever. And yeah, I just like started really getting into background acting um, on a Disney Channel show. And so that really kind of opened a lot of doors, not only for me, as an actor, I was just so excited to be on. I was just like a kid in a candy store, man. I was just like looking around. I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh. And so, yeah, so I was on there for two seasons and just, you know, doing background and just really getting into the swing of things. And, 
And that's when the hunger and the drive really started, you know, powering through. And then, like you said, my accident happened and it kind of really, it kind of really put things on pause or I was told um, just to give up and it would never happen. And, and to really hear that about, I was 22 at the time. And just to really hear that and the doctors, I, I wake up and my family surrounding me in the hospital and just to get this news of never again, no limitations and all of this negativity started flowing towards me. I literally looked at my mom and I was like, nope, that's not me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, nah, not going to happen. Not, not settling for that. Um, I was like, this is, this is something that we're going to tackle. I'm going to tackle it. And now I have to prove you wrong, doctor. <laughs> it was kind of like my mindset of the whole thing. And yeah, dove headfirst into physical therapy and therapy in itself just really, because when, when you come up with something like this, that's so life changing and life altering, um, it's really important to not only get your physical self in check, but also your spirit and your, your mental health really. And so when, when, when the, when the ladies were telling me about this, I was like, yeah, absolutely. I would love to jump on board and talk about it. Um, because I, I believe it's really, I believe it's really special and it's very timely right now, especially what we're all going through. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I surround myself with a bunch of, you know, diehard friends, ride or dies, and they've really helped pour into me in a time where I needed it the most. Um, so I would not be here without them, the strength of my friends, my family. And I think that's what it is when it comes to it. It's about having that support network and having those hard conversations. Yeah. Um, because I mean, not only attesting to your accident, but I mean, to go predominantly to LA, like you said at the beginning, where you sold your truck for the first mm -hmm. in the back. I'm not within the entertainment industry, but through this campaign, I'm very fortunate to know a lot of people in it. Yeah. And for those people out there that are listening that do want to be actors and predominantly want to do that dream of going to LA, and how did you navigate, first of all, through the noise of all that with your mental health as well? Because that in itself is something. And yeah, it was... <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was crazy. It was a, it was a very much of a culture shock. Um, I, I come, I come from a little town that has like two red lights in it and a Walmart. So we're, we were a big deal, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, coming, coming from that to jumping straight into a, to a huge city like this, um, it, it's very easy to kind of get lost in that whole lifestyle, if you will. And that's really again, when you like kind of turn to those people in your friend group and they really keep you humbled and, and be able to have those conversations like, Hey, I'm really struggling right now mentally to stay focused and to stay driven with all these other distractions coming at me, you know, to and fro. And I, I was blessed enough and am blessed enough to have met people um, through the Academy um, that I went to that are still in my life today. And they've really helped, you know, have those conversations with me and, and really, you know, keep me, you know, focused and driven and stuff like that. So again, I think it's very important to have those people on your side to where you're able to let those walls down and be vulnerable. And, you know, like we were saying, have those tough conversations that, you know, no one really wants to have and, you know, really wants to say, Hey, I'm feeling weak right now, or I'm feeling vulnerable, but here I am, I trust you enough. So 
it's, you know, I really feel like it's very key to have at least, at least one person that you're, you know, comfortable talking to and, and being that way with. And how did your, your mind shift change? Obviously, you're very animated when you speak and you're very positive and I love that in, and it resonates like there's a vibration that obviously like attracts like and, and that. So I can only attest to how many people that you've changed their lives with your positivity and your words in itself. But in a sense, there must have been times when with your mental health and well-being that although you are positive and going, I need to prove these doctors wrong, for anybody out there that might have a life-changing accident that might be thinking, well, okay, so Gerald's positive now, but there must have been times when he wasn't. How did you navigate through that as well? Oh my gosh. There, I mean, there's still days that, you know, that it happens, you know, that's, it's the dark time very much. And also too, I think that attests to just life in general. You know, I think we're all going to have bad days and, and, and good days. And unfortunately that's kind of something that we all have to deal with, but yeah, no, it got very dark for, for a little bit. Um, I remember distinctly one time it comes to mind. I, from the paralysis, I was, I, my paralysis is from my neck down and I was laying in my bed at home in Tennessee and really couldn't move. I, and I called my friend up and I was like crying. I was like, I just want to sleep on my side. I just want to sleep on my stomach. Like, why is this happening? And, and just went down this whole, um, spiral really. And she let me talk and, and cry and then she was like, Gerald, she was like, this is very valid. And, and I hear you and it's okay. This it's okay to feel this way, but we know that tomorrow's a new day and it's just something that we have to tackle and we have to work on and, and work through. Mm. So yeah, I, there definitely was, there had to be a mental switch. Um, I had to, and you know, still today remain every morning today is going to be a good day you know, I'm, I'm going to get up. I'm, I'm blessed to be here. So it's very, it's, um, the way I do it, I speak out loud a lot. Mm. And so I, you know, like people are like, mm, is that healthy? Mm. But, <laughs> but, uh, I do, I verbalize it. I'm like, yeah, today's going to be a good day. Like today's, you know, I'm going to tackle a, B and C what I have on my list and I'm going to go, the sun's shining. I'm in Los Angeles. Here we are, you know? So it's, that's kind of really what's helped me maintain that spirit of positivity is just speaking it into existence and just really knowing that I've come this far so I can go even further. And did you notice that when you shifted that mindset that the doors started opening as well and you was absolutely attracting this kind of energy? Absolutely. Absolutely. People, I mean, like you said, it's kind of, I've always been very positive and very optimistic. Uh, I'm labeled as the happy friend. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've, uh, I've been in relationships and they were like, you're just too nice. I'm like, well, what's the opposite of that? Because <laughs> he can come up too, you know? <laughs> so, so this is something that I've, I've always just been, I just love, I just love laughter and I love, being able to, to bring that to someone, it, it's what gives me joy. And, and so find, digging deep and finding that in myself really was a struggle. And it was, you know, there definitely were days in a row where I was just like, I don't, I don't feel like getting out of bed. I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like smiling. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of the day, I'm like, well, 
how is that helping me move forward? How is that helping me grow when I desperately, I have these goals and I know that I need to achieve. How is that helping me reach those? Just kind of like sitting here and, and feeling sorry for myself. And I got a really good piece of advice from a therapist and she told me, um, she told me to really allow myself to feel those feelings for a good five, 10 minutes and really process that. Hey, I'm feeling sad. Like this situation really is unfortunate and you know, like a better words, it sucks. <laughs> so, so I, I allow myself to feel that when it comes on, because when you start to suppress things and push things down, that's when you start getting really feeling anxious and overwhelmed. And, and so I've really been trying to practice that. I've been journaling a lot lately and just really getting it out of my mind and my body onto a piece of paper or onto my phone to where I can click it and it's, it's done. It's away from me. Yeah. So, yeah. so just being able to use these little tools that I've gathered, you know, here and there from friends, therapists, you know, from my grandparents even has really, really been a test of where I am now. Wow. And we're going to get on and touch upon altogether now and, and your career, like the amazing thing, but what has been the response? Again, what draws me to people is that it is the energy and what they've done. Cause I mean, sometimes I've been through adversity myself in the past, which is why I'm so passionate about this. I sadly lost a friend to suicide. And why that spurned me on to create this campaign was because we didn't see it coming on because these hard conversations weren't had. Social media, everything was a highlight reel. So we never saw it. Yeah. So kind of the premise behind the whole campaign is the notion of disrupting social media. On one side, the reality is, some days we all do go through shit and it's okay. Like it doesn't always have to constantly be. So getting the people like yourself, inspirational actors, people in corporate who we aspire to be, or we look up to just to share those realities. It's, mm -hmm. it's been such an in integral part and made a change for people. But what's the re response been for you when you've actively done some public speaking in this sort of area now and what have you learned from the space when you've shared your story? I've, um, I mean, even today I, I got a message, I got a DM from social media or on Instagram and this girl, um, she's just so happens to be in a chair as well. And she, she said, I watched the film. It was beautiful. And it was just so nice to see authentic re representation on screen. Mm. Just, you know, just of not only able body, but you know, people with disabilities, people on the spectrum, different races, and just, and it not really being a focal point. And I think that's what people really have been drawn to. It's, it's, we're not, the, the film is not focused on anyone's, you know, race or disability or, or what have you. It's literally focused on this group of people coming together, helping a friend in need and, and really showing up to someone who Amber Appleton is, is the main character who's played by Ali'i. Um, Amber puts herself first, you know, throughout her entire life and now tragedy hits and she needs help. Mm -hmm. And so, so the beautiful thing about it is, you know, receiving that help from the people and really, and being able to ask for help and then receiving it and letting, and it being okay. And so I've got a lot of people, you know, that have messaged me, you know, throughout everything up, you know, I've done just, Thank you for speaking up. Thank you for letting know, letting us know this is possible, and, and just hearing you talk about your story and and the fact that you, you've not let life stop 
but have pushed through has been great. So it's been, it's been kind of weird because, because <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just, you know, living my life and people are just so happy to be asking me about it. So here it is. So that's, that's kind of, you know, it's still really fresh, but yeah. Um, yeah. But just to hear people be like, Hey, like you, you made me have a really good day and thank you. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, thanks so much for listening to me ramble. You know? Yeah. And isn't it amazing though? Like something that you wouldn't even think of just sharing something out of your everyday yeah. could make such an impact to somebody else. And I think that's what people need to remember, just those hard conversations and simply going, hey, you know what? I felt like this as well. Mm-hmm. But listen, don't try and fix. As a human condition, we try, wanna, we want to help people, so we want to fix it. But sometimes mm-hmm. it's just being that lending ear. But yeah. you keep on it there in terms of um, all together now. So he's got an incredible cast. Uh, so how did that come about? Like. Oh, it was, it was, it's, it, it was very crazy. I, I got the sides from my agent and she was like, I think this is going to be a really good movie. It's a really good part. And again, we were really drawn to the fact that Chad was, you know, just someone in the film and in the friend group. And there wasn't really anything to, to focus on about his disability. He was just, he was just there and he was a part of it and that was his life. And so we were really drawn, my team and I were really drawn to that aspect. and. Yeah, so I, I got the sides. I'm preparing. I'm doing my acting coach sessions, and I walk into the room, and and it's the the casting director is with the camera. I'm like sweating bullets, I'm like hi, <laughs> I'm Gerald, <laughs> and um, so so we do it, and it just went really great. And he was like, "Thanks, man." He was like, "Thanks for coming in." And I was like, "Oh, thanks." We chit chatted a little bit, and so you're walking away, and you're like. Woo. <laughs> that went good. And, and so a few days went by and I didn't hear anything. And then I got the call that I got the call back and it was going to be with the director, the producer, the casting, everyone's in the room. Yeah. So then you start thinking, Whoo, here we go. Here it is. <laughs> and so I, I quickly asked her, I was like, is there a way that I can get my hands on the script mm. or the book? And she was like, yes, because the movie's based on a book, sort of like a rock star by Matthew quick, who, um, who screen wrote um, Silver Linings Playbook. It's a beautiful, beautiful author and a beautiful book. And so I was like, all right, boom, got my homework. So I dove into it and I called her. I was like, whatever we have to do to make this happen, we have to, I have to be a part of this story is so beautiful. Mm. So I did. So I dove, I dove deep and I did my homework and I'm, I'm winning in the, in the casting room. And I'm like, I got my lucky jacket on. I'm wearing my lucky shirt. You know, I'm like really just like, bringing all the vibes to me and they're like, all right, Mr. Waters, we're, we're ready for you. So you're like going down the thing, you walk in and there sits Brett and he's like, Hey man, I'm Brett. Nice to meet you. And he's like, you know, here's, here's the rest of everybody. And he was like, so let's, let's see what you got. So I went in, you know, I delivered, delivered the scenes and then we stopped and Brett was like, all right. He was like, let's do some work. And so Brett and I got to work one-on-one and we're just, working off each other and just really diving deep into it. And we did it again. And he was like, thanks, man. He was like, we'll, we'll get in touch with you. I'm like, yes. So I walk out of the room and I was on cloud nine. Yeah. I told, I called my agent. I was like, listen, whether I get it or not, I'm totally fine with it because the way I feel coming out of that room and, and what I did in that room as an actor, my job is done. Yeah. I showed up, you do the homework you, you, you pour yourself into it. And if you know, you feel really confident about it, 
as an actor, that's, that's, that's the job. Mm. Being on set is, is where you really get to start playing and, and diving into, you know, into your character. But it just felt really good being, you know, being prepared and showed up and just really felt like you did your best. So yeah, then I get the call. I was in the middle of a grocery store. I was at Ralph's and they were like, you booked it. I screamed. So everyone in Ralph's, I'm sorry. But, yeah. Um, yeah. And it was, and it was a whirlwind. And so we're, we're working on that. We're, we're getting the details and we did a cast read here in Los Angeles. And so I got to meet Ali E and Renzi who plays, you know, Ty, who's just great, great, great mm -hmm. film for him and her both. And then I jump on a plane. I head to New York to do fashion week for, uh, for runway of dreams. And I'm just like, what is my life right now? <laughs> All I'm thinking is, can you, can you can you take it back to that when you moved to LA and you was trying to get that rent and then how right? things change? Yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, it's just crazy. And and then you know, have, again, going back to the you know to the friends, you're like, oh my gosh, this is happening, and and we're we got a lot of work to do, and and so they've just been by my side through and through, and really helped me humble, stay humbled, and stay focused, and really driven so yeah it, it was the whole process um was just picture perfect and it's something that i'll cherish with me forever i think that's amazing mate and uh, like you, yeah like you touched on that i mean with everything i suppose with the accident it was a very humbling experience as well with in terms of mindset shift and and also with this with your career so it's almost like this paradigm of two things yeah. Where, where it has come together to fruition and with with a test to the the campaign being called the imperfectly perfect campaign what i wanted to showcase with this was that it doesn't discriminate mental health so testing to both your sides of your story like there is a shift in mindset so what would if i was to ask you being imperfectly perfect mean to you i imperfectly perfect i would just say I don't know, the, the flawed comes to, to my, you know, yeah. immediately when you said that, because I feel like we all are, we all have our ups and downs. We all have our flaws and we're all constantly trying to work on that and to better ourselves and to hear, you know, I, I take comfort, you know, knowing someone else is struggling and going through, because it's easy to say, it's easy to sit here and be like, and to hear, oh, you know, he's just so positive and, and I'm so positive and, I try to walk around with a smile on my face. It's easy to hear, but also at the same time, like it's, you know, it has to be a lifestyle. We've talked about the switch. It has to be a switch and it's, it's an everyday thing. And no, it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows, but at the same time, the part of the journey to me has been the best part really, because you really get to really kind of dig deep and, and really find out who you are you know, and you're going through the fire and you're going, you know, through all these, you know, tragedies and, and ups and downs, you really, you know, really hold on to yourself and you really find out who you are and your character and everything just really starts to develop. And so I think, yeah, I, I just think hearing, you know, someone say, you know, I'm flawed too. I, I have my cracks. Everything's not all polished. And like you were saying, you know, it's easy to portray that on social media and, or, any platform as well but just to kind of hear that hey someone has had a bad day too before and and, and the the roof didn't cave in you know yeah. so yeah good good uh explanation of it and going back to eden and kim they will tell you it's pretty much about stepping into your truth yeah like, 
flaws and all. So when that came to you, and I did, I'll just, I've got one more question for you, but I did hear, and if you take anything away from this, it's what you said there about this journey. It's, you know, your purpose in life, when a lot of people really attest the purpose in life to find that ultimate career or that, that, that path and going, I found my purpose. Mm -hmm. It was redirected to me. Somebody told me, a very good friend of mine, Julian, it was like, you know what? Think about it this way. Instead of thinking your purpose is finding something or a passion kind of thing, it was like, that's one part. It was like, your purpose is actually finding out about yourself. Yeah, I love that. And I was I like, that. it just clicks, doesn't it? Because it's mm -hmm. always obstacles come up and they keep coming up unless we realize that we, we're going around in this perpetual cycle and that's why yeah. it's showing up. So, yeah, I think that's amazing. But last question for you, mate, because I know you're busy and it is your Friday. Oh, um, but where else can people see you? What else is coming up for you? And um, obviously, your career is just on a trajectory going higher. But um, <laughs> yeah, where's your passions lie in terms of the public speaking, the advocacy, and also your career? Yeah. I'm just, you know, I, I was telling someone, someone this the other day. I'm just like super... I'm just like super hungry and I'm very, I'm just ready to work. You know, I really ready to get my hands into anything that I can do creatively because I think, you know, once you do that, it, it starts to become almost therapeutic because once you start working and, and you're busy and, and you're moving forward constantly, I, I really think it kind of also works internally. So I'm just ready to, you know, to really get my hands into anything I can, I can get into. I have, um, I'm going to be going back to the stage in spring 2021. I'm doing a, a production of uh, Cost of Living in Seattle. So I think that's going to be really, really cool. Again, it's, it's a play that has to deal with like insecurities and, and having these walls up and, and really being able to let those down, to let other people come in and, and just, again, walk in your truth and, and accept help and know that it's okay. Um, so that's a brilliant piece that I'm, I'm very, very excited to work on. And then, yeah, I mean, I've, I've done a couple auditions that I'm really, really proud of. And um, yeah, I think, I think this is a really good time. I think, you know, the industry is really understanding um, that inclusion is, is, especially in the disabled community, it's, it's okay and it's not as, as intimidating as it sounds. Yeah. So they're really starting to welcome, welcome us with open arms and op bringing opportunities for roles that, have, you know, that do deal with disabilities because the, I think that's also an important message to, to live in that, that life and have that journey, but also roles that any able-bodied person can play. Yeah. You know, I got an audition for, uh, for a bank uh, teller the other day and I was like, I'll be the best one you got, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yeah. so, so I think that's really exciting to, to kind of see that movement because I think it's really time for for anyone with a voice to really be able to be seen and to be heard on screen and, and equality, I think is, you know, something we've all been really striving for and, and yeah, we have a long way to go and, and currently fighting for, but I think it's, I think it's coming and I think people are really starting to, to get ready to see that. So I think that's beautiful as well. Um, yeah, I'm just ready to work any and everything. Throw it my way. Let's do it. Let's conquer it. <laughs> He's ready. He's ready. Um, but even you're just saying that, like on an outside point of view, looking at the entertainment industry and the shows that are coming up, the inclusion and everything, I think people are actually, they're paying attention that things yeah. are changing and it's resonating. This campaign has always been led from passion and it's just growing exponentially. Like 
it's it's already in 12 months gone international and the thing is it's not being driven by kind of monetary or any kind of that it's about people collectively coming together because it's real you see the images they're very raw and it's Mm -hmm. showcasing what is the reality same as the shows that you're doing and even you're going back to the theater and and talking about that and new shows so yeah i just want to say like i think it's amazing what you're doing i mean to hear your story as well inspirational and um i just finish off on a lighter note with a with a funny story i heard on a podcast about about you you talking to somebody else who who happened to be in a wheelchair and asking you like oh is it okay to go out like i found that when you said that it cracked me up I was, you know, I was yeah like, wow it's just what we put yeah. in our own head that's the thing it's, right. it's this perceived notion of what will people think can we do that can we not do that and that's mm-hmm. goes for anybody but um where can people find out more information about you um, yeah, I'm on social media. Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. My handle is official Humpty Dumpty. And <laughs> that, that correlates, you know, that goes back to the fall. Uh, it was my third day in ICU, I believe. I wake up and, and, uh, and I changed my, my handle to official Humpty, Dum- Humpty Dumpty because, you know, I fell off the balcony. My sister runs in and she was like, really, Gerald? She was like, yeah, I think it's a little too soon. I was like, what? That's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the official Humpty Dumpty. Find me. Let's chat. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, I just want to say on behalf of the campaign, on behalf of myself, thank you so much for coming on board. Yeah, thank you, Max. Everybody go and check out All Together Now, currently running through Netflix. And um, yeah, we can't wait to see what's going to happen next for you, mate. Um, very really? appreciated it. And anyone listening to the episode, I'll put all the links up below for Gerald so you can go and find him. But download, subscribe to the iHeart or Spotify where you can find the Imperfectly Perfect Campaign podcast to catch this episode and all the latest episodes, guys. So until next time, stay safe, look after yourself and start having those hard conversations, guys. To find out more about the Imperfectly Perfect campaign and how you can get involved, simply head to our official website, at imperfectlyperfectcampaign.org or email us today at info at imperfectlyperfectcampaign.org to speak to one of the team. The Imperfectly Perfect campaign is creating awareness and is not a substitute for professional advice. Should you need help, please refer to your nearest crisis number.